This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports Station. And Brooke Ward, you are. And Brooke, you are. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. All right, here we go. It is Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com, Seattle Sports app, and all the podcast platforms. A Super Bowl Monday, which really sh- shouldn't exist. I'm 100% behind the Super Bowl Saturday plan. Heck yeah. Anybody who would like to move the Super Bowl to Saturday, say yay. yay. I mean, it's just dumb. Yays carry it. Who doesn't want that to be the case? Who doesn't want a day off after the Super Bowl rather than, I don't know, having to, to keep keep yourself within uh, the straight and narrow. I just, I make up for it all by eating. Uh, this is the, this is the day that I, I generally want to kind of change my name from sulk to salt and just sort of admit <laughs> it right there. Like I just consume so much salt. So wait, you ask people I know. for a reminder about yeah. what you ate last year and not to do it again. Right, I so I got, got that I got a couple of reminders, one from Michaela our, our friend, Michaela Mattis, and then one from uh, somebody named classified document. I'm not sure what that's all about, but uh, yeah, they retweeted back to me. I regret every single chip, every bite of seven layer dip, everything I ate today. Please someone send me this tweet next year before the Super Bowl. Problem is by the time I got the tweet, I'd already done all the shopping. So the seven layer dip had already been purchased along with everything else. Um, But I did, I did make some adjustments. I didn't add salt to anything. And so because of it, all the salt came from the chips rather than from the salt that was added. And it made a remarkable difference. No, it wasn't as tasty as it could have been, but it kept me from from that like god awful bloated salt feeling. Do you normally right, exactly. add salt to your seven layer dip? Uh, no, but there's the other dip I make, which is okay. sort of like a, a dill yogurt dip gets a little salt added to it. Yeah, and there's a lot of garlic and some garlic salt and some other stuff. And so, you know, overall, it just kind of grosses you out by the end of the day. So no, that t- you didn't send that tweet again? No, I night? don't need to. Instead, I made up for it by eating like half a box of Oreos. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. <laughs> just kind of let that go. Cool. Um, and Justin, it was great to share it all with you and, and Betsy. Thanks. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Was it? It was a good time. Because you didn't come. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, first of all. Could you not book her for this weekend? It was cool, too, because I'd already bought all the food. So no, tell, me a little bit, <laughs> tell me a little bit more. You about- couldn't schedule the actor okay. for this weekend? Right. Okay. So Betsy woke up Saturday not feeling great. Mm-hmm. And I told you. Yeah. I communicated this. Yeah. And then Sunday woke up feeling worse. Right. And told me, and I direct quote, I am heartbroken right. about this. Right, because she couldn't Aww. come. Because she wanted so badly right. to hang out with Cecily so, and, and all of this is a big deal because you guys are going away tomorrow. Yes. Right? You're leaving, leaving on it for a long and she's trip to really Europe. really worried, and yes. I was like, oh, I get it. Like, So a couple of questions uh-huh. I had. Because I, you did tell me all this, and you did keep me sort of appraised. The more I thought maybe you could help me kind of sort through this a little bit. Oh, boy. Do I'm I in the middle. You, do I owe you for groceries for the seven layers? No, day? absolutely not. No, no, okay. no. You, you, it wouldn't be like the worst thing if you came over and ate half of it to get it out of my house. But no, you don't owe me any money. That's well, I could for sure. leave her alone. A couple of questions. Uh-huh. She's worried she's going to get sick, right? Yeah. Before your trip. Yeah. As, I, if she's, I think a lot of people have that feeling. Absolutely. I can relate. I have the same issue every time I'm about to go somewhere. Uh-huh. If she's already feeling sick, who cares if she comes over? 
of what? How she she's going to get more sick by coming over? Or maybe if she actually is sick, get you or nah, the kids? Sick we don't care about like, a little of that. that. Seems a little bit. Nah, of nah, we don't care that not much. Not a super responsible. We're sitting trip. outside. Are you kidding me? Well, plus you want to rest if you think you're yeah, getting she, sick before. A trip. I was going to. Yeah, she. Well, there was a, no, there was a that's lot if of you're actually sick, not if you think you're getting oh, sick. She, she did a lot of sleeping. Okay. Oh, that's for sure. That's. Oh, that's not, right. I'm not exaggerating or lying about that. So I guess that leads then to my second question, mm-hmm. which is. You and Betsy spend about as little time together as any couple I've ever met. Not true. No, 100% true. <laughs> okay. You guys mostly go in different directions all the time. Okay. Betsy's Why not feeling well. You want to make sure you don't get sick before you go on your trip also. And yet you chose to stay home with Betsy rather than to come over? I'm pretty sure. Now I feel like it's me. I'm pretty sure that leaving your partner who feels sick to go do something that is actually... I would consider in this case. Did you actually like confirm fun that Justin didn't go somewhere and watch? Some I don't know. As far as I know, Justin went to the bar by his house and watched it there. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I stayed home the whole day. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. I didn't even go to the store. So you tried to get yourself sick? I did not try it to get myself sick. It seems like a sick. terrible idea. Tra- you was, live in like a 300 foot studio. I was trying to be supportive. Why? And I was like, I think this is the bad move if I just get up and bounce. If <laughs> <laughs> you here, if you're in, uh, you feel terrible. I don't know. It's a bad look. I don't know about all that. That doesn't sound quite right to me. But well, did you bring any dip? Uh, no, no. Okay. You don't get any dip after all that. <laughs> you thought you wanted it on that? I actually do. Maybe I'll bring some in tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see what see what I can find for you. Uh, it was a fun game. It really was a great Super Bowl. I mean, right up until there was about, oh, I don't know, a minute left or whatever it was. And they called that stupid holding penalty. Uh, I thought it was a great, great Super Bowl. Really entertaining. I didn't hate either of those teams. So it was kind of fun for me watching them go back and forth. Tons of offense. Not as many defensive plays as maybe I would have expected. But all right, two great offenses. And they were showing their stuff. I thought, this, you know, the ads were okay. You know, I liked Tom. Yeah, I thought the the play by play was fine, fairly unobtrusive. Like there was nothing bothering me. It was a good game. I was enjoying it, and then it wasn't. Yeah, the most boring way for something that had been so exciting. To oh. the, the build up was like, oh, this is going to end in such. A- I know what a what an absolute letdown. And I, and I guess at the end of the day, and we'll talk about this throughout. And I know that people are very opinionated about it, and the people that are 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 you know. By the book and it's holding and I don't care. Like, all right, fine. You can feel that way. I, I'm not a chief. I'm certainly not an Eagles fan. It's not like I needed the Eagles to win. I didn't bet on the game. I had no real rooting interest in this at all. I thought the Eagles would win. I thought it would be a close game. It's not like I had my pride on the line or anything like that. Like I really, truly did not care who won that game, but I was excited to see what was going to happen. The Chiefs were going to take a three-point lead with a minute and a half left or whatever it was, minute 50. And we were going to get to go see Jalen Hurts, whether or not he could bring his Eagles down the field. Maybe he was going to tie it up and we were going to see overtime in the Super Bowl again. Maybe he was going to completely fail and we were going to sit here and crow about how great the Kansas City defense was when it was all said and done. Or how Jalen Hurts and the Eagles just weren't prepared to win the big one in the big moment. Maybe he was going to go down, score a touchdown, but leave too much time on the clock. So Patrick Mahomes was going to come back and do something incredible again. Maybe he was going to score a touchdown to A.J. Brown lofting it over the top as time expired. Maybe they were going to do what the Seahawks didn't do and run the ball at the one-yard line as time runs out with their quarterback sneak. And maybe it would have been the first time it didn't work all year long. And everyone would have said, oh, my God, they went to their bread and butter and it still failed in the biggest moment of the season. All of those (laughs) things, Maura, could have happened. And instead, 
Some stupid official blew a flag for 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 holding. Get out of town. Well, for the people that say like, oh, by the book, sure, but. To me, it matters whether you were calling it that way the whole game. They they were yes. letting them play most of the game, and then that moment, yep. you don't choose to make that call when you haven't been calling. It was like the that. first call? There was no pass interference called the whole game, no defensive holding called the whole game, no illegal contact called the entire game until that moment. Come on, give me similar vibes to last year. And I understand the kid himself, Bradbury, said afterwards, "Oh yeah, I held him. Good for him. He's absolutely a stand-up guy. That's exactly what he should say in that spot. That doesn't mean the ref needed to make the call." That doesn't mean that the Super Bowl needed to come down to it. If the Super Bowl is going to come down to an iffy call one way or another, don't you want it to be an iffy call that wasn't made? And I'm not talking about like in the in the uh, Rams and Saints game a few years ago where the dude got blasted on the sideline before the ball got there and it was the most obvious pass interference of all time and they chose not well, to call one, it. That yeah. was wrong. You could clearly see he was going to make that play. Everyone this one in the world. also, Juju was not going to get there for that ball. It, it was uncatchable. It, it just it is one of those calls where it's like if you're going to miss, miss on the side of not making it. You better be freaking sure. Now, I'm not going to sit here and start swearing the way some of the folks are doing in Philly. Anybody catch Michael Barkan in Philly? I'll see if I can no. get you the sound. We got to play it later. It's very funny. I mean, he, they're, they're super mad, and I'm not mad like that because I don't care who wins. Seeing Eagles fans disappointed, quite frankly, is part of the benefit of what happened. That's kind of fun. But today should be, in a game like that, about the legends, the legacies, et cetera. And anybody crowing about Patrick Mahomes today, it's hard for me. Yeah, he won his second Super Bowl. But it doesn't feel great. It feels like somebody kind of stepped in and handed it to him at the end. And maybe he would have won it. I'm not saying the Eagles were going to win. This game was not stolen from the Eagles. But they weren't given the opportunity to do what what they might have done. And we didn't get the opportunity to watch it. And so, yeah, I, I left the game with a real hollow feeling. Not anger. I'm not angry. I feel like I missed out on something that I was supposed to be able to see. I feel like all my friends went to a party and I was grounded. Like, oh, this was going to be great. Ah, ah, I couldn't go. That's just too bad. I feel like I missed a Super Bowl party and there's seven-layer dip there. That I could. <laughs> Not only that, air fryer potato skins, oh, which I made for the first man. time, and they turned out to man. be pretty delicious. I love a good potato skins. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right, we'll be right back. We'll give you everything you actually need to know, and then more will take us around the weekend, and then Brock will come in and try to explain why it was the right call. He's in the minority for a change, but I'm sure most of you will agree with him. It's Brock and Salk, <laughs> Seattle Sports on 710ZaleSports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, say what you want about Glendale, Arizona, but it has led to some epic Super Bowls, especially epic endings, and that seemed to be where this one was heading right until the ref stepped in and ruined the game. Prior to the pass, holding number 24, defense, five yard penalty, automatic, first down. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see. James Bradbury, they're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. I think, I don't know, I think you let him play, finish this thing out. Yeah, Mike Barrera went on to disagree, as did some others. But in my view, an atrocious call, just awful. And I don't think it's fixed. I don't think it's rigged. I don't think it was made to help one team or the other. I just think it's a bad call. I'm not a big official blamer, especially not when it's my own team that loses. 
but I did think that they got most of the questionable calls right in that game, and I thought they got that one wrong. I don't like defensive holding and pass interference in general. I want to see it called as little as possible. I want it to be absolutely blatant and absolutely affect somebody's ability to catch a pass before you throw a flag, especially in that moment, final few minutes of the Super Bowl. You got to be 1,000% sure. 100's not even enough. And I just thought that was a huge shame. It also takes away from what would have been a great accomplishment and was for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and everything they did. They played a tremendous second half, darn near perfect, especially offensively. Andy Reid, pretty impressed with his quarterback. Well, he's the MVP. That's all that needs to be said, right? MVP. And he saw it tonight. What does the moment mean to you, Andy? It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> let's go over to Aaron Andrews. I don't, yeah, let's do that. I don't know that he should be, you know, offering to give the Super Bowl back or anything, obviously. They deserved it. They win it. But we were deprived of a really potential tremendous ending. And unfortunately, that's what I'm going to remember from the Super Bowl. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, with the uh, NFL season now officially in the books, time to start the offseason, and uh, there's going to be plenty of movement. It all starts with the quarterbacks. Derek Carr may have had a good meeting in New Orleans, but doesn't mean he's going to be traded there. In fact, he told the Raiders he would not waive his no-trade clause to go there or anywhere else. Why? Well, I guess he'd rather his new team have more draft capital to try to improve their roster. I don't know. He just wants to be able to decide for himself. He may not make as much money, but it sounds like he will be released as soon as today. And certainly that will start to set a market for Geno Smith. Aaron Rodgers is available, right? Right? We think? I think so. Yeah. I certainly assume that he's available. He's talking like he's available. But uh, you better ask the Packers first because they still control his rights and would need to either release or or trade him. So reportedly, that's exactly what the Jets did this weekend, officially calling the Packers to ask about Aaron Rodgers' availability, which I hope is significant, right? They're going to trade him. He doesn't want to play there anymore. They seem to be done with him. But I suppose there's some sort of a leverage game. can't say game. anything for sure until the darkness retreat is over. It's true. And oh, he yeah. was uh, he was at the golf tournament this weekend. So he's not ready for darkness yet. He was uh, in Arizona watching golf this weekend, which is actually kind of what I would have liked to have been doing. <laughs> Here's the third thing you need to know. It was a pretty great golf tournament, by the way. Surprising to lead you to know it. Well, Jordan Jordan didn't get it done on Sunday, unfortunately. He did finish T6, which was pretty good. I'm happy for him. And it was great to see Jason Day in the top five of the leaderboard again. That was very cool. But congrats to Scotty Scheffler. He wins his second Waste Management Phoenix Open in as many years. Meanwhile, hard to say there's a must-win game just after the All-Star break. I wouldn't do that. But yesterday... That was pretty close for the Kraken. They needed to win that game. They had just dropped, what, the first three games of the trip, coming off of the All-Star break, didn't look very good, and then finally played a much better game in Philadelphia, walked away 4-3 winners, couple of goals for Jaden Schwartz, one for Ellie Tolvanen, and one more for Jordan Everly. Open ice for Jared McCann. He'll gain the zone. He's got Everly. There he is. He scores! Beautiful pass by Jared McCann right on the money. Yeah, it's funny. Everly's been playing well recently, just unable to put the puck actually into the net. So maybe this will start a little goal-scoring streak for him. Road trip continues tomorrow in Winnipeg. Any yeah. word on Beniers? Are going to help off like that? Think he'll be ah, all right? I think he'll be fine. You think he'll be fine? Yes. Okay. I'd go so far as to bet a lot of money on him. 
Wow. I mean, I'm not actually going to do that, but I would. <laughs> hey, you got hit with a puck. I mean, like, you see that. Did you see uh, Everly get hit with the puck the other day in the inside of the knee? I mean, it hurts like a you-know-what. Those guys, and they're much tougher. I'm not saying I would be back. I'm saying he'll be back. It can break something every now and then. Occasionally. But I don't think that he did. It's ve- well, it happens, but it's rare. That's where this hit Everly's in the inside. Or no, yeah. uh, Beneers in the inside of the knee. Yeah, it hurts. Absolutely hurts. Yeah, the way he fell and walked us. But I think it's sort of like stubbing your toe or like you run around and it hurts like a, you know, an unbelievable oh, yeah. amount for a short amount of time. And then, you know, it hurts afterwards, but it's manageable. Yeah, manageable. It's everything you need to know. Those guys play yeah. through pain, right? Yeah, I mean, it's what the sport's known for, right? Yeah. They don't play through injury, but they play through pain. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yes, I would expect Matty Beneers to be out there tomorrow when they uh, take on Winnipeg, and it was nice to see them get the win. So uh, I don't know what's the text machine saying. Are people uh, are people mad? Are they are they upset and saying that you know it's all fine? I, 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 yeah, he held him twice. Salk, I watched it live. I thought it was holding. Okay, yeah, you're entitled to that feeling, and I, certainly I know everybody in Kansas City feels that way, and I know there's a segment of the population that agrees. And by the way, sometimes I find myself there. Last week or two weeks ago, I was not at all upset about the late hit out of bounds at the end of the Cincinnati game. I thought that was a late hit. I thought it was clear and Mm -hmm. blatant, and he had two feet out of bounds, and you got to throw that flag 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the late hits on the quarterback, I generally don't want those to decide the game. But out of bounds? Come on. That that gets made every time. This? Yep. Yep. There, there. You could call. There's so much hand fighting, jersey grabbing, and all that on so many of these plays. And I know the kid afterwards said that he held the jersey. I know. Good for him. I would say the same thing if I were in that spot. You know why? Because I would expect the rest of the world to come to my defense and say, "No, no, it's okay. We got you. Thanks for being honest. Thanks for owning up to it. Thanks for taking responsibility. No excuse, yeah. But it's a dumb penalty, and nobody should make that call." I just, it it just, it's too bad. It's a really cool game yesterday. Rihanna was fun. Not incredible, but great. I thought she was fun. Tough to live up to last year. Yeah, and, you know, she's pregnant. Right. Right? I mean, like, I because I, I didn't realize she was pregnant. I wasn't watching that closely, I guess. And then I was like, man, she's just she's not moving that fast. There was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Well, there, she wasn't doing a lot. Like, her dancers were, like, working real hard. And she was singing and kind of walking around. I was like, oh, she's not doing as much dancing as they are. And then uh, that sort of explains it. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought she was great. I thought it was entertaining. And I know every year, we'll talk about this later, every year you get the rock fans, and I'm one of them. But every year they're going, why are you okay with lip syncing? Like, well, because she's a pop singer. Right. I don't uh, care no, we, about that in pop. Right. She's never been. It's not like she's the Adele vocalist that you would expect. If Adele comes out there, I expect her to sing. Live. No. And if, you know, a, a rock band goes out there, I expect them to play and sing. Mm-hmm. But with a pop ba- a pop act where dancing is a huge part of what makes them them, I don't care if it's you sing or not. I don't care. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. It really, it just doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't, I don't have any real musical, like, appreciation for Rihanna her songs are nice. They're fun. They're catchy. You dance to them. Few that's of those great. Songs, like that's not really Rihanna songs. I'm like that's a Jay Z song. That's a Kanye song. That's fine, <laughs> but like whatever. Like she's. But great. I was waiting for them to come out. I like Rihanna. I think she's fine. 
I don't, I don't th- res- I, and I don't mean I don't respect her, but I don't think about her as like one of the great musicians where I need to like be impressed by her musicianship. She's a good pop singer. She's really good. Yeah, yeah and that's fine. So let her let her uh, uh, lip sync. It just doesn't bother me in the least. All right, I'll tell you what. We got to go through an entire weekend's worth of stuff. Everything from the halftime show to the commercials to the Super Bowl to a few other big stories that made their way uh, out over the weekend. Moore's going to take us through all of it together next. This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. Well, busy weekend. Uh, hope everybody had a, a good one, a safe one. Hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl. Hope that you have a little bit more uh, water in your body than I do right now. Just too much salt. My my mouth is dry, even still this morning, in a way that, that only the Super Bowl seems to lead to for me. So you mistake every year? You the same? I, I didn't it wasn't as bad this year. Honestly, not nearly as bad as it was last year and a couple of years before that. But yeah, it's just it's such a salty holiday. Salty snack day. Yeah, it's a big salty day. And today I, I feel like I have no uh, no saliva. So anyway, Maura, why don't you uh cover us for a little while and take us through a great weekend? I don't think I've ever experienced this. Salt tissue. Yeah, I like, guess I that you've never in any sitting eaten as much as I have. I don't know. <laughs> it's much salt, or just as much food. Really? I can eat a lot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now are we gonna have to make this a challenge at some point? No, I don't even think it's worth taking on. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the universe would look at the two of us and be like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> Looks can be deceiving. No, not that deceiving. <laughs> I came to you a long time ago when you were my boss because I wanted to do. I found out that uh, DJ Fluker True. had won a chicken nugget eating contest. Yes, it was. He'd only eaten like sixty, and yeah. I was like, I could top that. Yeah, I know you do it. Yeah, yeah, no. That's but then I did salt. find out that he did it at Chick Fil A, and theirs are like more like. I was like, I could do more, more like than that fingers. with McDonald's. Yeah, yeah right. those, theirs are. A he little ate harder. sixty fingers, <laughs> man. Speaking of, and there weren't more sized fingers I either. I mean, I hope we get to them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> led the whole. Oh, All right, well, what do we miss this weekend? Take us through it. Uh, the Chiefs overcame a 27-14 halftime deficit to defeat the Eagles 38-35 for their second Super Bowl in the last four years. The first half wasn't all bad for the Chiefs as Justin's favorite, Travis Kelsey, scored yeah. with this 18-yard touchdown pass. Mahomes looking that way, throwing that way. Kelsey got it! Touchdown! Did you enjoy the stanky leg? Could not stand them. God, I could not stand that guy. I like how he did it, and then he had to do, like, the PU motion just to make sure that you knew it was the same thing. Yeah, right, yeah. I don't like him. I really don't. (laughs) I know. He was the only person in the game I really disliked. Yeah. There's not a single other person in that game that I disliked at all. I found myself rooting against Carlos Dunlap, which was weird because he was a a Bengal for so long. You really noticed him. And then a Seahawk. And it was a Seahawk. And I was like, why am I rooting against Carlos Dunlap? I was like, oh, it's because he's on the same team as Travis Kelsey. Oh, it's just just I hate Travis Kelsey that much. Can't hand it. Yeah, he's definitely annoying. Mm. Did you guys guys like this from him? Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that? Feel it, and on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Get out of here, you nerd. Everybody doubted them. Get yeah, it's really too bad nobody respected Could the you Chiefs imagine this no year. you no one believing in you? You've been uh. in the AFC Championship five <laughs> years in a row. Wow. 
How long are you going to play that? underdog story. Also, Get out of here. What, what's with the wrestling imitation? So that's now just his thing. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Is like after two weeks ago, he felt like he needed to top his wrestling, you know, rock imitation that he did. Hmm. And so this was what he, I don't know, man. It just feels so premeditated. It feels much like uh, his friend in, in San Francisco. Just yeah. look at me, look at me, look at me. And it just, I don't know. It's not for me. I'm, I'm all set with that. Yeah, and on. his stanky leg. I'm ready to move on from Travis Kelsey. And the stanky He's living rent-free in my head too yeah. much. So I mean, he's a really great player. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's probably why I hate him so much. Heather's just, well, when he and Mahomes were doing their interview together afterwards, Heather's like, who is that guy? Why is he doing this? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's Travis oh Kelsey. She's like, yeah, but why is he talking and not Patrick Mahomes? Like, Oh, yeah, he's got a butt in on everything. He's just a little bit. Well, Aaron, exactly. to be fair, because I cut this down, Aaron Andrews did say, I want to talk to both of you. Well, of course. Yeah, because she yeah. knew he was going to do some sort bite. of WWE <laughs> imitation. We got text on uh, 253. You're the only two that don't like Travis. I love him. He's awesome. It's like, I don't that's have, not true. I, get a, I got a lot of people in my mentions last night also not liking Travis. Yeah, I don't think we're alone on that I don't front. have a problem. Yeah. No. Nah, well, we'll move on. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts also had a fumble that Nick Bolton forced, recovered, and ran in for a touchdown in the second for the Chiefs. Overall, though, a pretty dominant half from the Eagles. Our friend Shield Kapadia tweeted this at the half. The Chiefs' six first-half first downs were their fewest of the season and their fourth fewest in 93 starts with Patrick Mahomes. Mm, Going into the half, the Eagles had forty had run 44 plays compared to 20 for the Chiefs. The Chiefs had just four possessions. Yeah, and yet it didn't feel like the Chiefs were playing that badly on offense. Yeah. It just they never had the ball. Mm-hmm. And credit to the Eagles. That's what you're supposed to do to Patrick Mahomes in that offense, right? Make sure that they don't have the ball. Keep them on the sideline. And at halftime, it looked like their plan was working to perfection. It certainly did, but whatever the uh, Chiefs did at halftime worked. (laughs) They came out scoring touchdowns on three consecutive drives while their defense allowed just a field goal, a punt, and a touchdown to the Eagles. Uh, Kadarius Toney, who was traded from the Giants midseason and only played one snap in the first half, came up big, scoring their second touchdown of the half, and then three minutes later returning this punt 65 yards. Low sinking kick. Toney on the run. Still up on his feet. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Tony inside the 20. Tony still going, and he's down to the five. That gave the Chiefs a first and goal from the Philadelphia five-yard line with about 10 minutes remaining in the game. They scored swiftly. I'm still so confused as to what he must have done to upset the Giants so much because they had, like, no receivers this season. He showed promise in his rookie year last year. And they traded him for like low draft picks. He seems pretty darn talented. Yeah. Yeah. What that that is an odd one. I'm sure there's something going on. I think that, they said there were some immaturity issues. But, clearly. I mean, normally you don't give up on a guy that quickly. Legally. It's only his second season. Yeah. That, that, Especially honestly. when you're in desperate need of receivers. Yeah. Maybe he's one of those guys couldn't handle being in New York or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you. That is certainly funky and doesn't smell quite right when you see what he's capable of. But. Yeah, we'll talk through this a little bit. Uh, I kind of have this in my notes for takeaways. It is funny. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. He's going to get a ton of the credit. There was nobody else that really needed to win the MVP. I mean, Tony probably would have been the next best. Nick Bolton, if that other one, had, if that other return had counted and he had two fumble return for touchdowns on the day, all right, maybe he sneaks himself into the MVP conversation. But of the of the of the. Let's see. Of the tw- how many points did the Chiefs score? Thirty-eight. Of the thirty-eight points, twenty-one of them 
were aided in some way, right? Seven of them came directly from the defense. Uh-huh. Seven came on a five-yard field, and three of them came after that hold. Yeah. Well, honestly. Yeah. Now, they would have scored on the hold one anyway, uh, but sure. still, it's just a little funky. Like, as great as he is and was, and that run down to the to the inside the 10 that he had, I mean, that was tremendous. Hobbling, et cetera. I, I, this is not a shot at Patrick Mahomes. But I didn't think that was his best game, even though the numbers were pretty good. Jalen Hurts outplayed him. I thought so, too. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree with that. But unfortunately, Jalen Hurts, uh, the defense and offensive line that we talked up so much that week didn't show up the way they should have. No, no, the defense didn't have a big play. Chiefs offensive line won that game. That's the way I felt like I walked away being like, oh, wow, the 70 sack team was held at bay. That team went to a hobbled quarterback. Yeah, that's pretty good. Chiefs offensive line won that game. Uh, well, yep, as you mentioned, uh, an in- inexplicable 14-yard Mahomes run on his hobbled ankle. Like, I don't know how you let that happen. And a holding <laughs> call on James Bradbury allowed the Chiefs to keep their final to keep their final drive going and run off the clock. And Harrison Bucker kicked a field goal with eight seconds left. Then the Eagles were left to try to pull off a Hail Mary. Here we go. Hurts. As all day, now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Did he slip on that? I hope so. He threw the ball like 40 yards. Yeah. The NFL definitely should not have bragged as hard as they did about that field before the game. Because that made it so much worse. Yeah. Like, as bad as the field was, like, wait, this is what you're proud of? We spent $800,000 in two years on this. Not good. <laughs> it's just really not good. How is it possible that every year the Super Bowl has one of these issues? Whether it's the uh, the uh, you know the electricity going out a few years ago. Remember that when the power went out? Yeah. Was that in Santa Clara? No, it was the Saints, right? Or the Saints? Yeah, it was in the Superdome, right? The, the Niners were in the game. Yeah. But it was in the Superdome. That was bizarre. That was Ravens, Ravens, Niners. Yeah. But like, this is the biggest television event of the year internationally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. You have a field that looks like it was... Well, and who knows if it was even the grass, because they kept saying it was actually the areas where it was painted, where it was messing guys up, so did they use the wrong kind of paint? Oh, or... my gosh. Seriously? They, they kept saying that on the broadcast. I just can't believe that they could get that one thing. The biggest thing. Right. Because well, the guy that... They said the guy's retiring that does it every year. They call him the sod father. Oh, he's yeah? He's like 94. <laughs> yeah, well... They said he's done every Super Bowl. Maybe the game's passed him by a little bit. <laughs> he was trying to move on. But just that's gonna... where... When they kept saying the painted areas were an issue, maybe it's not his fault. If he's done every Super Bowl and this is the first time it was an issue. Well, he was he worked hard, what, in New Orleans on the turf? Like, whatever, sod know. father. There's no sod in most of the... A lot of those games are played in domes. Yeah, last yeah. year was lo- uh, lo-fi. So-fi. <laughs> So far, it was uh, field turf, right? I think so. Or is it real grass? I don't know. Huh. Dude, don't ask me these hard you questions. Find out more about yeah. the sod father. Yeah, the need, sod father. I need a full investigation. Sounds like he's the sod, sod great grandfather at this point. <laughs> Time for him to move it along. Um, yeah, so I saw, I think it was Roger Sherman from, uh, uh, from The Ringer uh, last night that was like, the sod father's canceled. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, oh, no kidding. Poor 94 year old guy. They were trying to post, like, oh, wish hey. him well. He's retiring. Held on too long. Can I tell you? Oh, man. All right. Well, as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes won MVP, but Jalen Hurts was very impressive as well, going 27 for 38 for 304 yards, one passing touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns. He also added 70 rushing yards. Good day. He was great. I mean, on that third third and one, fourth and one sneak is completely unstoppable, right? I, it was insane the amount of times that they were able to do that. 
I mean, it's it's like rugby. I saw somebody saying they should ban it because it's too much like rugby. I think that's the best part of it. Mm-hmm. You get two teams and they're just both pushing at each other in like a rugby scrum. Then you would think every team would be good at it or figure out a way to do it. But well, not, not every team can. has Jason Kelsey playing center for them. Not every yeah. team has you know Jalen Hurts, who was practically a running back with his running ability. I mean, like they've got some advantages and they work on it. Yeah. Right. Brock always talks about that whole majoring thing. Like when you major in something, when it's your thing, you better be good at it. And they work. But I will say, on the other side of that, I expected more from them the rest of the time. Like, in pass protection, yeah, they didn't have a great game. having to get that ball out as fast as humanly possible. Agreed, yeah. All right, the Chiefs became the first team to have two rookies score touchdowns in the Super Bowl since the 1985 Bears with William Perry and Reggie Phillips. Uh, in, that was Sky Moore and Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco was their seventh-round selection this I year. I know. Ended up being their leading rusher. Man, I like how he runs. He's I fun really like Pacheco. Dude got drilled though. Huh? Yeah, he did. Oh, oh man! But he came right back out there. He did. I was impressed. He, he got drilled. Helmet to the chest. That's yeah. one of the hardest hits I've seen in the NFL all year. Yeah, yeah. seriously. CJ Gardner Johnson played well. Yeah, he did. Um, he had a good game. But yeah, I love the fact that I, you rarely see a guy that runs as hard as Pacheco that's still as fast as him too. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, it's kind of power or speed like that. Um, okay, and then we got to halftime. Did you guys see Rob Gronkowski uh, try to make his cake of destiny for FanDuel? I did, but I didn't know what it was. Had, had that been set up it's for a while? not set up at all for me. Yeah, they had been promoting it. He kept going on Kay Adams' show and talking about it. Um, Doesn't Kay Adams have, like, a podcast? Up and Adam. Yeah. Right, well, I feel like you need to do more than that in order to promote something Well, no, like they that. had a, it. Was like, it was on social media and everything, too, but... It was supposed to unlock, like, these bonuses for people that were gambling with FanDuel, and then he missed it, and they were like, ah, we're going to unlock them anyways. So oh, it really, okay. um, right. but this was him explaining himself after the miss. I am not one to make excuses, but if you were out here and felt this win, you would know why I missed. Yeah. And if there was no win, it would have went right down the middle. But it's okay, because I don't make excuses, but I was just letting you know. <laughs> Isn't that where he said Adam Vinatieri was his coach, right? Shouldn't Vinatieri have kind of guided him of like, (laughs) hey, aim right because the wind's going to take it left? I mean, you didn't see the golfers in the 16th hole over the weekend being like, hey, sorry, the wind took it left. Like, yeah, no kidding. That's part of the job. By by the way, your big, did you like the Caddyshack throwback commercials? It was all right. Yeah, Yeah, they were okay. Would you like to better if Romo wasn't in it? Yeah, I just, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I generally, I, I don't need callbacks to my favorite movies and shows and stuff. Like, I kind of like to leave them in pristine condition. Okay. Got it. Okay. Fair. It was fine. It didn't bother me, but it was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't necessary. All right. We'll move on. Uh, as you mentioned in Need to Know, we also learned over the weekend that Derek Carr will not waive his no trade clause for the Saints or any other team and will not extend Wednesday's deadline that would guarantee him $40 million. So uh, the Raiders are expected to release him as early as today. Tom Pelissero reported over the weekend that the Saints and Raiders had the framework of a trade in place, but his contract that would guarantee him $40 million was an issue. Cars no trade clause gave him the power to veto it. Yeah, so why do you think he's vetoing? Why do you think he's saying don't trade me? Because if he gets traded, he gets to keep all his money. Yeah, what is a trade? Like, I... What's the strategy behind well, is this? That You're if, lose money. If Pelissero is saying that his they had a deal set, but his contract was an issue, is he just kind of trying to make it look like it's his decision, but it's really not? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think they're going to release him, and I think that's what he seems to want. He'll sign a new deal. It'll still be for a lot of money, maybe not as much as he was supposed to make, 
And now I guess his new team doesn't have to give up compensation. So, like, if you are, if I'm going to go join your team, don't I want you to have a first-round pick? Right. Right. I mean, so maybe he. this is all just about winning. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that there's nothing more here other than I want to win. So maybe he and the Saints are colluding? There, no, just whoever he's going to. He's not saying who I'm going to. Just, hey, wherever well, I go. he ends up with the Saints. I just, I want my team, whoever it is. To have as many assets to, at their disposal as possible. Also, I'm so freaking mad at the Raiders right. that I will do my anything in my power to yeah. make their life worse. Yeah. And it's worse for them if they cut me than if they trade me. That's what I was thinking too, but it seems like a petty type of guy in that way. Uh, yeah, he does. Really? Didn't you see him at the Pro Bowl? We were just talking the about petty this. Comment? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's super mad. They not only got rid of him, they embarrassed him. They sent him home for the last two games? Well. For Jarrett Stidham? And I also think Josh McDaniels tends to have that effect on right. players, too. So, yeah, I, I totally. Hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I, right. I think he's absolutely that petty. Yes. Hmm. I mean, the professor. <laughs> the professor hated Josh McDaniels. Hated him. <laughs> I, I could see Carr <laughs> wanting to be petty towards him. him, too. Yeah. Why did John hate him so much? Did you ever get to the bottom of that? Uh... He really did not like the Colts move. He said that he screwed over people uh, whose families had already made decisions to move there and everything. Yeah. He hated them before that, though, didn't he? No, yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he was a fan before that either. The, well, the Denver thing. He right. said he had heard that not only was he trying to be, you know, so hard like Belichick with the players, right. but that he was also just mean to people at, like, the front desk. Uh, and, like, it was just, yeah. So Not a good look. Not a fan. Yeah. Gosh, you boy. Joshua. <laughs> All right. And then we also heard from Jeremy Fowler this weekend that the Jets have inquired uh, with the Packers about Rodgers' availability. And uh, Fowler believes that he is definitely their top choice. I'm walking away from Phoenix this week, you know, feeling pretty convinced that the Jets are going to aggressively pursue him. I don't know where it's going to go from there, but there was that feeling at the Senior Bowl. There was a lot of buzz around the Jets um, wanting to do that. And that hasn't really uh, subsided here in Phoenix, you know. And then owner Woody Johnson comes out and says what he said. So, like, give you an example. I don't get the sense the Jets are, are going hard for Derek Carr right now. You know, I think it's probably Rodgers A, Carr B, the rest of the field C, as far as adding a veteran. Hmm. Is it weird that we're not hearing any of these links with Gino that yes. we're hearing with other, like, I mean, seems good weird news to for me. the Seahawks, right? That, yeah. It does seem weird to me, yeah. Like, I would expect Pelissero. I mean, whatever. He's from Seattle. Doesn't matter. I, I think that's what all it is. Like, yeah, whatever. He's from Seattle. Doesn't matter. They can just do whatever you want up there. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's talk about New York and Vegas and these names, big names, Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, Gino, whatever. He's just hmm. some Seattle guy. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I wonder if it's just like, oh no, actually, Pete Carroll's the only one that get anything out of Gino. Let's. No, I don't think it's that because I don't like him either. Just like yeah, whatever. There's 31 teams in the NFL. Doesn't matter. Carson, Carson's going on up there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seriously, I, I honestly believe that's a big part of it. So, yeah, I don't know. And maybe it's just that people think Geno's just going to sign with the Seahawks. That's also been kind of the predominant feeling of everyone we've talked to. Of like, yeah, he's never really going to be a free agent. Right. So all those other talk. guys seem to be available, whereas Geno Smith seems to want to get a deal done in Seattle. And if he becomes available, then maybe that conversation starts with a little bit more uh, gusto. Mm-hmm. All right, do you guys want to do some cracking or salty? Do you want to talk about the golf? Oh, let's talk golf more. What do you got? I don't have it in here. You can tell us about it. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have it in there? I thought we were going around the weekend. I watched a lot of it. What'd Not you around think? your weekend. Around my weekend. Ah, it was around Mora's weekend. I should have known. <laughs> thought about how much you would probably have hated going to that tournament. I've been to that tournament. And I, I've brought up how much fun it looks like, and you kind of scoff at the like, eh. 
the name the name is god awful. I understand that's a sponsor. I mean, that's like, their sponsor. I, WM. Call it the WM, WM or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. like. Well, it was the waste it management. It seems like for a everyone long time. makes a point to say waste management in all the reports. But now they've changed the name. It's not even called waste management. It's called WM Phoenix Open. They've yeah. changed the name of the company. All the reports I saw this I weekend, everyone was because it's because like, it's an old wow. habit it's that dies hard. Um, no, uh, I've been to that tournament. It is fun, but the 16th hole is a bit of. It's like it's like the infield at the Preakness. It's just uh-huh. too much. It's more. It's more party than I need. Sure. At this, certainly at this stage in my life, I am shocked that they actually don't. That the amount of beer and, and water bottles and stuff that get thrown onto the surface, it's crazy. I was shocked that that happened. And they so come, they just clean it right up, and off they go. Yeah. This one is known as. I mean, it, with the just, sponsor, you would guess this one is known as not as upscale as the rest. It's of just them. this one hole. So the 16th hole for years was like different from everything else in golf. You're not quiet. Everybody cheers even before they tee off. Yeah. They boo if you miss the green. They cheer if you hit the green. They go crazy if you make a birdie. I mean, it just it's become this big party and they keep growing the grandstands bigger and bigger. And now you got 300,000 people that show up at this tournament and most of them make their way to the 16th hole. Wow. They make, you know, like with every cup of beer that's drunk, they make these yeah. giant snakes cup of snakes. beer cups mm. and Honestly, it is the biggest party maybe in sports, let alone in golf, (laughs) other than a few of those other things, the Preakness and a few of those other like really major like specific parties. Uh But it's like Mardi Gras, except people are playing golf out in front of you and the players for years have played up to it. They take off their shirts. They put on, you know, sun's jerseys or whatever the case may be in order to play to the crowd. And so it's just a fun, different environment. And that course tends to lead to a lot of great golf. 17th hole is this incredible, you know, risk reward of driving the green or not. If you miss, it goes in the water. So, look, there's a lot of ways for things to go wrong, and it generally leads to great golf. Yeah, not so. surprised. The guy who loves a pen looks like I'd have a lot of fun on the 16th. Yeah, that takes the pen and magnifies it by, like, too much. Which sounds awesome. No, it doesn't. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw some interviews with some of the... Uh... It's drunken idiocy to a point. Uh, it's look at me culture to a point, Justin, that even you, like, I think, would be bothered. Probably, but it's like going to the zoo. I, I want to see some of these animals up close once in a while. I went to the zoo this weekend. <laughs> I saw the walruses down at Port Defiance. They were good. Point, Point Defiance? They were awesome. Nice. That's what this is. Just a bunch of walruses. No. No, the walruses keep <laughs> their distance. They don't smash into me. And no, they don't. Yeah. I'm all set. All right. Yep. All right, good weekend, uh, and the Kraken did uh, finally win yesterday as well. So uh, there you go. That was uh, around the weekend. Thank you, Maura. We appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. Brock's going to be in here in just a moment, and I know that he is going to have the opposite opinion on the biggest moment we all saw. I'll be curious. 80% of people said they disagreed with Brock. Will they still, when he says it out loud? I doubt it. That's next. Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710salesports.com.